0: this podcast is sponsored by inside out group the specialists in high risk and challenging filming and time-lapse covering health and safety videos for rail construction and infrastructure projects nationwide
1: and welcome to this week's safer than your average on the show this week we've got matt jackson head of hsq HSEQ, sorry, for WSP in the Middle East. He's also Vice Chair of the Consultants Group and on IOSH Council. Matt, if you just want to come in and introduce yourself a little bit.
0: Thanks very much, Blair, uh, and thanks for having me as well. Uh, Yeah, so as you said there, I'm Head of HSEQ for WSP in the Middle East. I currently sit on the IOSH Council, um, and I'm also the Joint Vice Chair for the IOSH Consultancy Group. So thanks very much for having me.
1: Awesome, awesome. So I don't know if you've seen the format of the podcast, Matt. I'd like to just go right back to the beginning, tell us a bit about your early life, where you grew up.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, my, my early years, uh, I, was, I was born and grew up in Liverpool um, and through a movement between the family, uh, I moved over to, to West Yorkshire. Uh, where I did my secondary education, um, and then from there really went on to join the army, so yeah, that's, that's sort of a little bit about my, my childhood, um, wasn't really that interested in school, paid for it later on in life, unfortunately, <laughs> having to study uh, whilst, whilst trying to pin down a job, um, but I mean, probably one of the biggest things in, in, in my teenage years is that, that sort of kept me on the straight and narrow is, I was I at was I was a keen member of, of the Army Cadets. Um, I, re- I really enjoyed it, uh, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, it was something that, like I said, kept me on the straight and narrow um, and was, was really something that urged me to go on to join the Army later on in life at 16. As soon as I got my results from school, I was on a bus into the city uh, signing up for the Army 12 years later. And, uh, yeah, I was, I, I was parting ways with, with my previous employer.
1: What regiment were you in then?
0: Uh, so I was in the Royal Engineers. Uh, I was I was a plant operator mechanic. So uh, you sort of have three trades in the Royal Engineers. You you you're a soldier first, a combat engineer, uh, which focuses on bridging, demolitions, uh, water supply, uh, and then you go off and do your trade. Uh, so by trade I was I was a plant operator mechanic.
1: Awesome, awesome. So pretty interesting engineering then to start out with. Um, good grounding in that at the start of your career, that. Tell us a bit about working from there, moving out of that role, and transitioning then out of the army. How did that go for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was an extremely difficult period. If I if I'm being totally honest, you know, a lot back now, you know, nearly nine years ago, um, coming from a very institutionalised uh, workplace to my second career uh, on Sibby Street, uh, it actually took a, a significant um, tall on, on my mental health if I was being honest mm-hmm. uh that's why you know I like to uh, help a lot of people you know ex-veterans doing that transition now um, yep. because I've been through that experience myself but yeah it's it, it was a tough transition for the first couple of years I felt you know as I transitioned uh, I was I had that construction engineering background anyway so you know I an element of my progression through the ranks in Royal Engineers was, was you know, towards the end of my career in, 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 in 12 years that I served was a plant section commander, which, to put it in civilian terms, is like a junior project manager. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was responsible for the running of very small uh, military construction sites. And, you know, a large part of that was, was, was really focusing on the health and safety aspect. Um, and I really enjoyed it. if I I was honest. So, you know, when I was looking at my second career, it was an easy transition and it was an easy decision to make to go into health and safety.
1: Okay, so you moved on to health and safety then, what was your kind of first safety job?
0: Um, So my first safety job was working for a a very small consultancy in Abu Dhabi. They were working for the Centre of Waste Management down there, providing waste consultancy services. Uh, And at the time, Abu Dhabi government had just released a new management system criteria that every business in the Emirate had to have a management system in place to manage their health and safety arrangements within their businesses. So I was drafted in. It was a six month project where I came in, built a system for them, assisted assisted with the implementation, training, uh, meetings, inspections, etc. So, yeah, that, that was really my first role in health and safety from my transition from the military.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so quite interesting then, first role in safety outside of the UK, so transitioned out of the military and then went straight out to Abu Dhabi to work in safety, that's pretty interesting. How did you find that, Matt? Um,
0: yeah, it was, it, it was quite challenging, you know, going from a very regimented, um, rule-based Um, organization or institution Mm -hmm. to to, you know particularly going out into the Middle East where you know you've got lots of different cultures nationalities uh, different maturity levels with regards to health and safety so yeah it it was certainly a challenge to say the least Um, but you know it it taught me some some incredible lessons you know that I'll I'll, I'll never forget Um, and you know it's sort of it it's it certainly led and, and assisted me in terms of, you know, getting to, to, to the point of where I am now, you know, where I feel fairly comfortable in my own skin. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a subject matter expert. You know, nobody, I don't think anybody is. Every day is a school day. Um, but it's it, it certainly fine tuned those skills um, that I'm able to execute in my role um, as head of HSEQ with WSP.
1: Okay. So, can you chart us through your career journey? Then, after the the small consultancy in Abu Dhabi, where did you go to after that, Matt?
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, I left there. Like I say, it was very small. It was a very short window, six months, going in, developing a system. Uh, from there, I went and worked for a local, a a government um, education facility, which is called Adveti. And that's short for Abu Dhabi Vocational Education Training Institute, you can see why they shortened that. (laughs) Um, So yeah and I was a health and safety instructor and I was teaching local Emiratis uh, level three and level five health and safety and I was also delivering some commercial courses so probably the most significant one that I delivered was for the um, OSHAB who's the regulator in Abu Dhabi Mm -hmm. so I talked about the system that Abu Dhabi put in place um, when I first came out to the region and as as part of the progression of the implementation of that system, they then developed a practitioner registration scheme Um, and every practitioner had to go through this course which was a two-day course, you know, giving the insights of what the system is, the objectives of it. Um, and they had to have an understanding of that before they, ne- they then have to sit an examination and they can then register as a practitioner and based on their experience and competency levels, they were then given either a grade A, B or C um, practitioner um, membership level, uh, scheme level. Um, so, yeah. Uh, from there, I moved into a, a, a local contracting company called Al Jabba. So, yeah. at the time, it was probably the largest uh, contracting group in in Abu Dhabi. It was a locally owned company, consisted of thirty five business units, um, mm-hmm. and it was it was a, it was really an incredible experience because the diversity of the group was just. I mean, we we had private aviation. Uh, we had marine, we had construction, you had oil and gas, you had leasing, you had manufacturing. So, you know, the exposure to all of those different um, different business units was just an incredible learning curve. Um, and, and again, you know, taught me some some really valuable lessons. And then from there, I, I joined WSP five years ago. Uh, I joined the business as a health, safety and risk management consultant. So providing consultancy services to our clients on management systems training and then I was given the opportunity to move internally within the business into an operational role uh, and I took on the role of regional HSEQ manager uh, and within um, about a year of me being in that role uh, the director that was above me moved on uh, and they just they just saw it as a a, natu- a a natural succession for me to take over as head of HSEQ. Didn't get the title. I was a little bit disappointed about that. <laughs> All the pay. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, they, they saw it as a natural stepping stone for me into, into a head of HSEQ role, you know, with, with the opportunity to grow into, into that, into that uh, director role in given time. So uh, with, with the right investment um, and encouragement. Uh, yeah, so hopefully someday I'll, I'll, I'll achieve that, 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 that role of, of director of HSEQ, um, but still working towards it.
1: Yep, totally, totally. And you're based now in Dubai. So, I am. So um, how have you found the lockdown in Dubai? How, what's been happening? Um,
0: yeah, it's, I'm, I, to be honest, it's, I, 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 being in a regional role, I, I travelled quite a lot. You know, we, we sort of operate across five geographies within the region, uh, with the UAE primarily being our biggest base, uh, second to that is, is, is probably Qatar, Saudi Arabia in third, and then we also have some operations in Kuwait, Oman, um, and a pocket in Jordan um, through a recent acquisition of, of Lewis Berger. Uh, we we picked up a project over there on an airport. So uh, yeah, I travel quite a lot, and then all of a sudden, you know, with, with COVID sort of setting in, um, you know, that had a huge impact on the on the on our flexibility of, of moving around the region. Uh, yeah, it's been quite, I I don't think anyone can say it hasn't been a challenge. Um, It's, it's, it's been a huge change, you know, almost going from being on a plane quite a lot, you know, on an office in project sites to all of a sudden being, you know, stuck in your own home behind a computer screen and, you know, trying to achieve the same aims um, and objectives that you set out for the, for the year uh, from, from the comfort of your own home. But yeah, I I think, you know, particularly in Dubai, what, you know what we've seen is they've been quite aggressive on their testing which has been very reassuring you know is is that track and trace mechanism that they've had here um you know there's there's really been no expense spurred in terms of of of, of testing um residents so yeah I, I think a sense of comfort has has come with that um although it has been you know it's definitely been challenging
1: okay okay interesting so you've had quite a long and illustrious career, then, Matt, over a few different businesses, and you're now progressing towards that directorship role. Um, what's been the biggest challenge across your career in health and safety? Um,
0: I, I think my biggest challenge has been trying to um, has been trying to change the 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 perception of what we do as safety professionals. You know, it's. I think our industry gets a lot of negative connotations associated with it. Um, I don't think, you know, that, that some of the media particularly, you know, um, have got, have got our backs in that regard. Um, but I, I feel as a profession, you know, we, we, we're a lot more than just health and safety professionals. Now um, I think we've evolved. I think we've learned new skills um, particularly in the art of business. So, you know, when we're making decisions, it's often about keep, you know, the the absolute central point of that decision making is keeping people safe. But it's also ensuring that our organizations stay in business, you know, and and understanding how we contribute to that bottom line. So, you know, I I certainly think we're we're much more than just health and safety professionals now. And, you know, the biggest challenge for me has been trying to change that perception. I think, particularly with COVID-19, has definitely shown a different dimension to what we do um, and what we bring to businesses. I think it's proven to a lot of senior executives that we, you know, we, we deserve that seat at the table and we can provide that sound advice um, in terms of decision making, as well as also providing constructive input to other decisions that are being made within the business um, that are not Entirely health and safety re- related. You know, I know myself. I've sat on on the crisis management team throughout this. You know, that consisted of myself, my CEO, operations director, and the director of HR. You know, how often would I would I would I have been given that opportunity in the past? You know, probably not as much as the way I've been engaged. And providing support and advice to the business throughout COVID-19 so you know the biggest challenge has really been changing perception but I do think you know as health and safety professionals we've certainly evolved and, and learned new skills and we're far more valuable to businesses now than just you know being put in that, that health and safety sweet spot.
1: Yeah um, I think that's going to be one of the biggest things to come out of COVID-19 there's been a bit of a reset hit on safety and the focus that is given within organisations, a lot of organisations are letting people go but you're still seeing quite a lot of safety jobs being advertised in the market and people really starting to strive towards uh, recruiting health and safety people that can add value to their business. One of the questions that I'll probably get asked in the, the comments for this video is, you moved out to the Middle East, how do you do it? A lot of safety professionals have that ambition to be out there. Is it all gold pavements and streets paved with gold? Or is there challenges out there as well? Tell us a bit about no, uh, that. No, I, I
0: mean, look, it's, it, you know, I've I've been here nine years um, and I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful, you know, for, 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 for what we have and, and, and what opportunities that the Middle East has given us. Um, but it certainly doesn't come without challenges, you know. I mean, it, it's... One of the biggest challenges that you know I've particularly faced is is being away from family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you're seven hours away from from the UK. Um, you know, we've we've got aging parents, both me and my wife. So you know, they they're not particularly keen on jumping on a plane for seven hours. Um, you know, we've got young children. So you know, we we've given up a lot to be here. Um, you know, and it's it's not an easy ride. You know, when I first came out to the region, I was out of work for three months. Um, you know, and we, we came out here on my wife's, my wife's opportunity um, and eventually I managed to secure something, um, you know, and, I, and I've just built my way up, you know, tried to continuous learning, you know, I've, I, as I said, I didn't pay much attention at school, so I learned the hard way and after leaving, the, after leaving the military, I was out there on my own, so, you know, I did my diploma, did my degree and, you know, I'm always trying to learn new skills, yeah. To further, you know, further enhance my my, my development. So, you know, it, it's it's not been easy by any means. Um. So, uh, you know, anybody who's coming out to the region, you know, don't expect it to be, you know, as you say, gold gold pavements. Um. It, it's it's a challenge. You know, it's absolutely a challenge. Uh, and as I said before, those different cultures, different national nationalities. You know, it's 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 something very different from the UK.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. We spoke a little bit about you going into the directorship role, but long term, where do you see yourself progressing to in the future, Matt? Um, yeah,
0: so you know, my, my ambition is is you know is to work to that di- is work towards that directorship. Um, but I also really enjoy the operational side of, of the business, and and I think, particularly in our role as, as health and safety professionals, excuse me, um, we we get a, a fantastic insight to how a business operates and how it functions, you know who people are, what people do, why they do what they do, because, you know, as health and safety professionals, we need to be able to manage the risk that is associated with our business. So it's important for us to have an incredible understanding of it. So long term, um, you know, I don't know, it's, I'd I'd like to see myself maybe venturing out of health and safety and into more of an operational role. Um, But look, we're in a changing world, who knows, Um, you know, I, I, I might I might go somewhere else and you know, into, or move up into another role within our own business, and, and feel quite comfortable staying there and, and still still feeling challenged.
1: Mhm, mhm. And it's all about keeping that motivation and feeling challenged, isn't it? In the role, when you start to stagnate and it, it's time to move on and look for something else. Um, you mentioned as well about the transition out of the military, and you're doing a bit of work to help people that are transitioning out. Have you been coaching people coming out of the military or what have you been involved in?
0: Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and, you know, I've, I'm, I'm on social media as well. So I've got a lot of friends, you know, sort of reach out and they're, they're either considering leaving the military or they're in their, you know, they're in their, uh, they're in their, I'm trying to think of the word the word of the, uh, when they come out. Your resettlement period, okay, sorry, your resettlement period, yeah, so people who are in resettlement, people who are thinking about leaving, uh, people who are naturally coming towards the end of of their career, you know, their 22 years in the military, so, you know, I engage a lot with with, with the the military network, um, veterans, Uh, so yeah, I do quite a lot of work with them and, you know, try and provide them with as much advice as I can give them and, you know, really try and prepare them for that transition.
1: Fantastic, and it's something that Jimmy Quinn on the show a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about as well, he's going to be the president of she's he's the president-elect at the moment, he's done a fantastic job, he's done a webinar recently with principal people, um, looking at people coming out of the military, transitioning into a safety role, and I think they're well suited, I've worked with some really great ex-military guys across my career, so I think that would be absolutely Fantastic. How do people get in touch with you then on LinkedIn if they want to get advice from your guidance?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, 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 a t- I'm approachable on LinkedIn. Um, I think that's probably the only network that I'm on, professional network that I'm on where you'll be able to get a hold of me. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm on there. I'm quite active. Um, yeah, so absolutely. If you want to get in touch, it's, it's just reach out. I'm happy to help where I can.
1: Yep, and that's how I reached out to you to get you on the podcast. So, if if you will reach out to him if you want any advice or guidance. So, what advice would you give to someone then starting out in health and safety today, Matt?
0: I'd say get involved. You know, uh, build a network. I think that's probably you know one being one of the, the 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 key key aspects of of you know my own career and 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 how I've progressed is you know building that solid network. You know. Adding value to, to 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 what you get involved in, you know. I came out here and started off with the UAE branch as the events coordinator. Um, you know, I, I then later went on to, to, to the branch chair. Um, but yeah, just get involved. You know, it, it, being involved with your professional body just opens so much, so many doors. You know, both professionally uh, and, and personally as well. You know, you make some great friends out of there. Um, you know, it's. I, I mean, and try and get a mentor. Absolutely, try and get a mentor. You know, it's one of the things that I, I I I didn't have a a formal mentor, but I've had a lot of mentors throughout you know my career. I mean, probably some of the most notable ones is is is, is Rob Cooling. So I, I worked quite closely with Rob in Iosh, um, and I ended up getting a role with WSP through Rob. You know, and he's it taught me some incredible lessons. You know which is which has really sharpened those skills uh jimmy quinn you know is is one of the others you know i worked with jimmy al Jabba. um he actually took me through my neboche course yeah. so when i first left the military and i was doing my resettlement period he was he was teaching me on my neboche course um and then we, we later worked together and again you know he's been an incredible mentor and, and you know more often than hey, not i other... Jimmy? he's
1: absolutely oh, fantastic heart yeah. of gold.
0: Yeah. Heart of gold. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, I, we, we're constantly on WhatsApp to each other, I, you know, I'm bouncing things off him. Um, he's been, like I say, he's been an incredible mentor, uh, Darren Platt's, you know, again, again, another guy I worked with at Al Jabba, uh, ex-military, um, you know, I think Jimmy sort of touched on how strong that network is and, and, and really, you know, how powerful it is. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm a current manager now. It's, I think, you know, although he's not a health and safety professional, he's, 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 operations. He, he, you know, it's important to have mentors within your own industry, but also, you know, in other disciplines because it sharpens different, different skills. You know, like I said, I think we've, we've evolved. I think we've learned new skills and we're very different. You know, we're very different professionals to what we were maybe 10, 15 years ago. And, and certainly, you know, over the last five years of of, of me working with, with my current manager, in that operational role, as, as, as sharpen those management skills, those business skills. So I think it's really important to to, to reach out and, and, and secure a mentor. Mhm,
1: totally, totally. That's fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show, Matt. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you on behalf of the listeners and the viewers. Is there anything else that you wanted to come in with just before we finish up?
0: No, I'd just say thanks for, thanks for having me, Blair. It's been great. Um, I think these podcasts are incredible. I've been watching them from, from afar um, the last couple of months on LinkedIn. And, uh, uh, and I, think, I think they're fantastic. You know, it gets people talking, generates conversation, you know, and, and, and promotes that, that positive uh, industry that, w- that we're all involved with, um, that we're all, you know, trying to change the perception of. So it's, it's fantastic. So keep oh, up the great work.
1: Thanks for the great feedback. That's excellent. I really appreciate that, Matt. And thanks for coming on the show this podcast is sponsored by inside out group the specialists in high risk and challenging filming and time-lapse covering
0: health and safety videos for rail construction and infrastructure projects nationwide